Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to episode number 546 of Smart Podcast Trashy Books. I'm Sarah Wendell. My guest today is Allie Hazelwood. Allie has a new anthology out in print called Loathe to Love You. So we are going to talk about, well, the anthology and the novellas inside it. But also we talk about her becoming a full-time writer and the pitfalls of a creative outlet that you love becoming a job. Then silly questions. I decided that 2023 is the year of silly questions. So I hope you enjoy them. I have a compliment this week, makes me so happy, to Abby G. Biologists have discovered a new bird. It is rare. It is beautiful. Its song makes the whole forest be quiet for just a moment, and they are naming it after you. If you would like a compliment of your own or you would like to support the show, please have a look at our Patreon at patreon.com slash smartbitches. Every pledge means that the show keeps going every week and I have a finely crafted transcript from Garlic Knitter and you get bonus episodes and a really lovely Discord that is now one of my favorite places on the internet. Hello and thank you to our Patreon community. You are absolutely fabulous today and every day. This episode is brought to you in part by Pear Eyewear. I love my pair eyeglasses and I'm so excited that I have two pair of glasses. Usually I only have one and I have customizable options. The new year is a great opportunity to experiment with your look, right? And with Pear Eyewear, I can switch how my glasses look with base frames and then custom magnetic top frames in hundreds of colors and styles. Pear Eyewear's base frames come in a classic set of styles. I have the Finley in a remixed blue tortoise, but the corners are magnetic, so I can use the top frames to change the color, the pattern, the style. I have a sunglasses top frame that is gold glitter with rose gold lenses, and I love them, and even one of my teenagers thinks they're cool. And as I've mentioned before, I've worn glasses my entire life, and I've always worn bifocals, which are very expensive. But with Pear, the base frames start at $60, and I can add top frames from limited edition collections. I really like having more variety in how my glasses look. I like having more than one pair of glasses. Experiment with who you can be in 2023 with Pear. 
Go to pairiwear.com slash Sarah for 15% off your first purchase. That's pair, P-A-I-R, iwear.com slash Sarah. This podcast is brought to you in part by Ritual, my favorite nerdy vitamin. Perfection is impossible. So let yourself off the hook with Ritual. Ritual knows it is almost impossible to get every nutrient you need 100% of the time. So they made a multivitamin that helps you complete any gaps to support your health. As I've said, I'm very much a set it and forget it kind of person. I like solutions that are easy and that I don't have to think about. I never know what day or year it is, especially in January. And I like ritual because I never have to remember to order more. I also like knowing what each ingredient is and why it's there. The Essential for Women 18 Plus has high quality ingredients and a traceable supply chain. So I know where each ingredient comes from down to the supplier, whether it's vitamin D from the UK or omega-3 DHA from Canada. The Essential for Women is also one of the few women's multis that's USP verified, meaning that what is on the label is what is in the formula. Instead of striving for perfect health, aim for supporting foundational health. Great news. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash Sarah to start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. Are you ready? Let's do this. On with my podcast with Allie Hazelwood. I love that Nicolas Cage looks over your shoulder. Thank you. You've crammed him into a little box. Yes. uh, Look how well it fits. And he came before the bookshelf. Like I've had him for years. So it really was always, we were meant to be together. It's, it's really, it's really just incredible how perfectly his head fits in the shelf. Truly, yeah, it was a whole man to be think, or I, I can only assume that IKEA knew that one day people would want to cram him inside their they, bookshelf. They must have known. They, they I mean, who? How could they not? Uh, I mean, the needs of your uh, Nicolas Cage sequin pillows. I mean, I imagine there was a meeting, right? Like at IKEA HQ. I'm I'm sure. I'm sure. It was a very urgent meeting. Very Everyone urgent. was like, are we addressing this very important issue? Yeah. The, the, these are the things that shoppers are looking for right now. We know this from the internet. Yeah. Any questions for me? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Um, much quizzing, much hard questions here. I, I, I'm going to, I, I'm ready. I have studied. I'm You've prepared. done events with me. You know, I bring weird questions. I know. It was amazing, by the way. I, I think, uh, I don't know if I ever told you, but after our event with Christina and Lauren in DC, I was moderating, uh, um, my friend's launch it was Ali, Ali Brady's launch for, um, the beach trap. And, uh, I did it like, I did it like you did it. I did like a jeopardy type of thing. Uh, I totally copied it. Oh, from that's you. so great. It was amazing. I also kind of did the thing that you did where you kind of hid unexpected questions behind the characters. It was, I had so much fun creating those questions. I, I want to moderate in that style until the day I die. Amazing. Oh, that's so cool. I had so that's much so fun amazing. putting it together too. <laughs> Mostly because when you're when you're on stage and there were four authors, it was you, Christina and Lauren and Kate Claiborne. That's a lot of voices. And mm-hmm. and it was a lot of people and having lots of different questions and making it sort of like a interactive trivia is really fun. I'm so glad it worked for you. All right. This is the only awkward part here. Would you please introduce yourself and tell the people who will be listening who you are and what you do? 
Um, hi, everyone. My name is Ali Hazelwood, and I, I guess I am a writer. Um, I, I, I'm I still, so. I think so. <laughs> I'm still coming to terms with it. I, my imposter syndrome is, is really high. And I recently left my other job to just write full time. And it's been really weird. Like my, my neighbors ask me, uh, what do you do? And I'm like, I, I just, my imposter syndrome is too bad to say I'm a writer. So I'm like, every time I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I do. Well, <laughs> but yeah, I, I am you, a writer. I think you qualify. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I mean, I do write, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm a writer of, uh, uh mostly rom-coms, uh, well, romance novels. And, uh, my first book was The Love Hypothesis. It came out in September 2021. And then my second book, Love on the Brain came out in summer 2022. And they're both rom-coms about women in STEM. And, um, yeah, that's who I am. <laughs> Congratulations on becoming Thank a full time writer. Thank you. It's it's actually it's just like a one year trial period. I have to say, um, we'll see what happens. I remember very clearly. I can tell you the date that was my last day of work before I quit to run Smart Bitches full time, and that was in 2010. It's been oh. almost 13 years now. And I, I, I remember so clearly like being at home, like, what, what do I, what do I do with myself? What am I supposed to be doing right now? Because writing was something and running the site was something that I had crammed into every spare moment around my yeah. job. And then suddenly the job wasn't there anymore. And I was like, well, what do I, what do I do? What do I do all day? I know. It's, it's also just generally terrifying because it is very uh, scary. It, go- it goes from this fun hobby to this thing that you simply cannot do as well as your full-time job. And to this thing where like now kind of my livelihood depends on whether I do well in that, in that fun hobby thing. It's it's really, uh, there's a lot of anxiety. Oh, yes. (laughs) And every year, like right now it's December. So for my business, I'm starting to like do all my year end annual reports and stuff like that. And every year there's a moment where I'm like, Still here, still running a blog, which is a very old technology, but I'm still here. You are going to do great. It's going to be uh, amazing. Thank you. You've got Thank this. you. This is really inspiring. No, it's it's really inspiring to get like positive stories of people who oh, yeah. were able to go from, you know, just a hobby to not just a hobby, but like from hobby to Lively this time. is my full time. Yeah. yeah. And there's, there's some danger there. I mean, I often struggle with the fact that I made my job out of the thing that I love. And so I have to stop and think, okay, you need to do something that's not writing, that's not reading, that's not reviewing. You need to turn off your brain. What are you going to do? And I have a very specific list because it's really easy for me to just work all the time because I love, I love my job. I made up yeah. my job. Of course, I love my job, but I also need to not do my job. So my my one piece of advice would be to have a list of things for you to do that are not work because totally. you need to rest to replenish all the creativity. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And and I actually, I have the opposite problem. Like I, I, because I used to write just in those like small times, like yeah. little times. And now that I have an entire day, I will just not do anything for five hours. And then I'll be like, Oh crap. I just wasted five hours. I must, must write 4,000 words in the next hour. It's uh, that panic moment. I understand completely, mm-hmm. but no time is wasted. Rest is important. 
And when you're, mm-hmm. when your brain can't produce the words, there's a reason for that. My other, so. my other piece of advice, my other piece of advice, if you don't mind one more. Oh, no, please uh, give, give me all of them. I think for me, when I was trying to run the site and do a full-time job and I had little kids, um, the thought for me was, oh, okay, if I did this full-time, here are all of the things that I could do in addition to writing and promoting. I could build this. I could, I could be on this social media platform. I could be doing all of these things. And when I, it was my job, I had to actually think very strategically, okay, what do I actually want to do and what's going to be a good return on my time? Because just because I have all of this additional time doesn't mean I need to be present on every single platform out there. And this was, yeah. this was. 12 years ago, we didn't even have half the platforms that we have now. Right. So I had to think strategically, what are the things that are actually going to help me build a livelihood that I enjoy and that I like doing? Of course. Yeah, totally. Because you've got all and this time. Okay, yes, but you still have a finite <laughs> amount of energy. Oh, yeah, 100%. Right? Like, I, I totally get that. It's, uh, and you know, we being an author and like the promo is always like, oh God, should I be making a TikTok right yes. now? Should I be doing yes. the other thing? And at, at some point you just have to say, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to be on Twitter. I cannot be on Twitter and be a sane person. You have to make a choice. Yes. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You have to make a choice. But when you choose to put your, your creative job first, mm-hmm. it's, it's so fun. Like, I can tell you all of the things I struggle with and all of the things where I'm like, I don't know how I'm, how I'm going to solve this problem next year. What am I going to do? Like, I think about my business all the time, but I love what I do. I love my job. So welcome to the I Love My Job Club. <laughs> Thank you. It is. It's such a privilege. It and really it is, really, isn't it? Yeah. And it's very rewarding. It's it's really, it's just really nice um, to wake up in the morning and knowing that you can like dedicate your energies to the thing that you like the most. Yeah. Um, so oh, yeah. I, I, it, it's it's really exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. So congratulations also on the <laughs> Loathe to Love You anthology. Ah, uh, thank you. Novellas. Yes. <laughs> ah, yeah. tell, me, tell me everything. Were these novellas that were written as you crammed into the little time around your day? <laughs> yeah. Yes, most definitely. Written and copy edited and, and everything. So, um, the novellas were actually originally really, really short fan fictions. Like they were like, you know, three to five thousand words right. fan fictions that I wrote back uh, in, uh, in my fan fiction writing days, which are still not necessarily over, you know, but like uh, my, at uh, the apex of my fan fiction production. And then, uh, um, uh, my agent and I kind of had the idea, uh, of, uh, taking some of the fan fictions and kind of like, like uh, binding them together with a theme and the theme was, you know, enemies to lovers on the workplace. Right. And, uh, um, and then, yeah, basically uh, what I did was like, I expanded them a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So they ended up being uh, uh, now they're like 30,000 words each. Oh, that's a bit of an expansion. Yeah, it was a lot. It was, uh, uh, and of course I changed a bunch of detail. Like basically what stayed was like the general trope and the general atmosphere. Right. And, um, we, um, I, I bound them together by, uh, basically making the, um, main characters be friends. They are friends who, just got their PhDs and uh, they are, all three of them are engineers, but they are engineers in different fields. 
And what they have done is, you know, graduated and then they have moved in different cities. And, uh, you know, each one of them kind of is, you know, trying to succeed uh, their job. And uh, they all end up, they all end up with, you know, either other engineers or other people who are doing like engineer adjacent jobs. And yeah, it was, it was really fun to, to just kind of write it. And so the novellas have been out in ebook for a wide in ebook and audiobook. It was this kind of weird experiment that my publisher, uh, Berkeley was doing. They, they started with audiobooks. Uh, they put all the novellas out in audiobooks and then in ebook and then e- now in print together with an extra bonus chapter. That's just, uh, um, uh, that, that, that's new. I think, um, I, I think, it, I think it's not in the ebook, but I don't know. Don't, don't, don't trust me. <laughs> Jack. Yeah, who knows what publishers do? It's <laughs> all knows? a mystery. Yes. It's all a mystery. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah. And, and, and now they're coming out on January 3rd, I think. Yes. Yeah. So did you find the novellas and the short fictions easier than a novel or do you like having the spaciousness of a novel for your, for your stories? It's, it's definitely, um, you know, there are different challenges for yeah. different, uh, media, I would say, uh, or yeah, I, I guess you can call them different media the, with the novellas. Um, like you said, there's less room. Uh, so it's a little bit hard to like take the character from the, we hate each other, uh, stage to the, Oh, wow. I love you. I want to be with you for the rest of my life stage. Um, so there's definitely, definitely part of it was just kind of playing with the timelines. Yeah. Uh, all three novellas have these alternating timelines uh, that felt, um, kind of necessary to me to be able to tell like a complete story. I, I really like slow burn and I know it's hard to do slow burn with a novella, but like I kind of want to, wanted to show the passage of time. Even, even in this, even in the novellas in which there is this, um, I, I would say the second one, the second novella stuck with you is a little bit insta love mm-hmm. in the sense that they meet and they have a date that night and they immediately fall for each other and then they have a falling out and they, they get back together when they get stuck together in an elevator. And there is a little bit of insta love, but I kind of wanted to have their room to show why they're getting so much into each other, you know? And, uh, um, to, to be able to do that and still like have rhythm in the novellas, I kind of end up getting a little bit creative with the, uh, with the timelines. Yeah. Um, I hope it works. Um, I have to say, uh, it's, it's definitely nice when you have, you know, a hundred thousand words, which is h- how long usually a, a novel, a full length novel is. Yep. Um, you, you get a lot more opportunities to just you know, kind of explore the relationship within the characters and explore the world that they live in. And yes. you can, you know, give them activities and have them do stuff that is not necessarily related to the romance, but still gives you insight on what they are doing in their lives. Oh, for sure. Um, and, uh, that I, I definitely miss that. Uh, but it's, it's nice to alternate the two things because I remember, I wrote the novellas uh, in between, uh, I think my book two and my book three. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, it was, it was, and then my young adult book too. Like, I think I, I was, you know, kind of alternating between short form and longer form. And it's really nice to do both. Uh, yeah. it, it's a different feeling, you it know? It is. And with so much of fanfic being 
exploring the mundane parts of life that aren't in the main piece of media, whatever the canon is. So much of fanfic is exploring those mundane moments. Like there's a reason why if there was a town of fanfics, there would be like 9 million coffee shops with all of the characters <laughs> in them. Can you imagine like fanfic land, how many coffee shops there are going to be? I would love that. There would be a lot of coffee shops, a lot of flower shops. And some of those flowers have like weird sex pollen stuff. Yes, it would be a sex pollen flower shop. And then there'd be like a couple of bookshops, but one of them is a little creepy. You don't want to go in there. <laughs> There's probably some woods, maybe a playground, but there's going to be 90 million coffee shops because the the mundane aspect of being a person is often missing from the main story because the story has a narrative to progress and fanfic fills in that mundane familiar absolutely part sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's... uh, I, that's definitely what I got the most training oh, yeah. when it comes to write. And so, yeah, I definitely have to like make myself pace the books. I'm like, <laughs> uh, okay, now something has to happen, right? Like make something change. I oh, mean, in this scene, they're going to do, go do something. Like you could just write 250,000 <laughs> words of, you know, every, every coffee shop, right? Every coffee shop. I I love it. Like I I definitely would love it. I I would have no objection to that. If my editor is okay with it, I'm okay with it. That could be your next anthology. Coffee shops. Nothing but coffee shops. Uh yes. I I yes. This is a great idea. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna pitch it. I'm gonna pitch it. Sounds great. So I have a question. I have some quiz questions here. I'm ready. You have 15 seconds to find a fanfic to read. What sure. do you look for? first not what not necessarily the fandom what tag are you going for first uh i mean uh, omegaverse for sure okay ten thousand percent <laughs> it's uh, it's my thing i also have to say most recently the most uh, um thing i've been like the the the, the, the fact that i've sought the most uh, in, in the last uh, well the, the last show yeah i want to say yeah. that made me look for fic was house of the dragon and uh, i don't know if you've watched it but it's, I, I cannot uh, watch that much violence but i am familiar yeah. i have it's a so, lot i can't put a lot of violence in my brain it's not good for my brains but what yeah. i do is i watch shows through gift sets on Tumblr. So I have all of the gifts on Tumblr. I get the gist of the show. The only one where I'm wrong is there's that movie that's super violent. I want to say it's Kingsman with uh, Mr. Darcy and Taron Egerton in a tracksuit. Yes. Pretty sure that's a, that's a love story. Pretty sure Uh, just based on the gift sets that I've seen, that's a really hot romance. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I love it. that it's tumblr is very good at like spinning that narrative oh, right. and yeah. i am i am there for it i yeah. am so there for it <laughs> so i have watched this show through gift sets i'm sure that okay. my interpretation of the show is a bit different from the reality <laughs> but if that was the last show that you were like i have to find some fic i have to find some fic what were you looking for I was actually, you know, I was just looking for that, like what you say I wanted because I, I was looking for a canonical couple. Yeah. That's very problematic. Let us not, let, let us not go there. But, um, I, I really just wanted, you know, scenes of them in their 
their, their daily life because yep. they were together in the show. So it's not like I needed that, but something like, you know, we call it fluff. Yes. Fluff in the sense of like, just literally what you were saying. Um, these two people, you know, having coffee and, to Ikea. Uh, yeah. yes, are going to Ikea. I had some, I, I was definitely like looking for a alternate universe. They use, uh, with, you know, characters with that dynamic. So, uh, kind of like two very powerful, very angry, um, very, uh, kind of, I don't even know how to say it. Just, just two people who are really like combustible together, yes. but at the same time, uh, clearly are into each other. Yeah. That's, that's what I was looking for, but in their daily lives. <laughs> I get it. I completely get it. Cause you, if you are with somebody who, who is a combustible comparison for you, and then you go to the cereal aisle in the grocery store, you're going to fight about something. I mean, it could be Cat'n Crunch, but you're going to fight about something. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. I remember one of the first fan fictions I ever wrote was about Spock and Bones first from Star Trek having to buy a house together because <laughs> they were together. It was so random. And it was literally just a bunch of like place. It was them looking for for houses like it, awesome. it was it, nothing happened and then they bought a house <laughs> like that's it at the end they bought it yes but, but that that's the kind of thing where there's going to be a lot of fights like yeah you know, yeah it was when you're fun. up at three in the morning changing a diaper when you're trying to buy a house when the hot water heater goes out and your family yeah. is visiting like this is when you're going to have conflict yes revealing <laughs> yeah i get it yes totally i have one fandom that i'm in um, online outside of romance, my little my little brain candy fandom is the How to Train Your Dragon universe, which oh. is deeply wealthy in terms of actual like canon. There's three movies, there's three different television shows, there's two spinoffs, there's a video game, like it's just yeah. massive. But the creators of the movie, so the first one came out um, when my kids were little, and then the next one came out about four years later. And in the first movie, there's two, there's a main character, there's Hiccup and Astrid. The second movie starts and they're already together and they've been together for five years but there is nothing filling in that time until after the movie comes out then they do a tv <sighs> show and i'm like that was so mean it was so mean you just gave me the happy ending without any of the stuff beforehand and oh my god the fact i know i oh. know yeah we want to know the journey of yes, it yes thank you i was like I get, I get it you're kissing you're happy but how did you get there it's also really fun because the How to Train Your Dragon is the is the, is his name Toothless. The dragon is, is toothless, his, yeah. Right. So the, the two dragons. Uh, there is like a white dragon and a black dragon, and yeah. a lot of uh, gifts from that show are used in the Raylo fandom. Yeah, people saying, "God, oh, this is just like Raylo because uh, you know the black and the white." Yes, and they're kind of enemies at the beginning. The yes. dragons or something. Yes, that's very cute. Yeah, she that's, that's like all I know. Him. Yeah, he's domesticated. Yes. And she's like, ew. And he also thought, they all thought he was the only one of his kind left. And then there's this white dragon and she doesn't want to be around any humans. Oh, I need to, I need to watch those movies, clearly. Okay, they're it's... so sweet. They're like, and, and I have all this nostalgia wrapped up in them, but they're one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. All right. So, no, I bet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So next question. What is your go-to cocktail or drink order when you go out? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, you know, I, I don't have a go-to, but like anything that's kind of fruity uh and very sweet yes. like usually i will like if i am in a place that i don't know i will ask what's the sweetest cocktail you have oh that's and, a very good question <laughs> yeah i actually had uh, it was really sad because yesterday well two days ago i i went to the doctor and then i got my blood work done and apparently my cholesterol is high no. and uh, on the phone, I got told, so just try not to drink very much. And I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> I, but my cocktails, I was, my heart was broken. No. <laughs> so I'm going to have to like, just, I think, uh, I think there won't be very many cocktails in my future. And um, I am very sad. Uh, but yeah, usually it's something very sweetie, very fruity. I actually was just in Mexico for, for like a book thing. Mm-hmm. And I had one of the best cocktails that I've ever had. Uh, it had tequila, I think. Oh, no, I think it had gin Ooh. and then uh, like strawberry puree and uh, weirdest thing ever, but amazing strawberry ice cream in it. Oh. It was fantastic. Truly a fantastic cocktail. Highly recommend. <laughs> I do have something for you if you're trying not to drink, but you want to have like special drinks. All right. So this is totally a celebrity product, but I have seen so many great reviews of it. There's a company called Betty Buzz. I will put a link in the chat for you. This is from Blake, Blake Lively, who's married to Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I, I love her. Right. Um, she's this, also Taylor Swift's best friend. So yes. That's kind of and like, and like from. Taylor writes songs and uses her daughter's name. Like they're all BF. Yes. It's like, wow. That's, that's the fanfic. I want to know about like the four of them doing laundry. Oh, yeah. 100%. What's it like when Taylor Swift and Blake Lively have like dry clean only clothes and they can't go to the dry cleaner? Like, what do they do? And, and like the husband, I mean, you can imagine Ryan Reynolds and that. Joe is just like there looking yeah. at these Americans being weird. What are you, I love. What are you all doing? <laughs> so Betty Buzz is her drink mixer uh, co- company, but there are different mixers and you can drink them without alcohol or you can add alcohol to them. So they have like uh, a Meyer lemon club soda and a ginger beer and a sparkling grapefruit drink that's supposed to be really good. So that I'm might excited. be, you know, get yourself some of those and then you can have like sparkly special I'm going to. Uh, yes. It's 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 gonna be my my cholesterol uh, supplement or whatever. <laughs> I'm so sad. Thank you. You're very welcome. All right. <laughs> so, what is your favorite thing to cook with no recipe? I know you're Italian, so this is like a a, a heresy question. 
No, I mean, I'm actually not a very good cook. I, I, I can make tiramisu without even checking the recipe by now because wow. before, yeah, before leaving Italy, I was like, there's, there must be something that like, I need to be able to do something of my people. <laughs> Unfortunately, I come from a family where my mom is the kind of mom who's like, I'm going to do it. Like, uh, I, I she she's a very good cook and like with me and my sister she was always like while we we're growing up she's like no i'm I'm gonna do it like you, yeah. you guys don't don't bother and it's not like she was teaching us in the meantime or maybe she would have liked to teach us but we were just like yeah whatever bye so we unfortunately have not learned anything from our amazing cook of a mother but before moving to the us i was like actually i think i did it before moving to japan because that was my first moving to somewhere that was like very different. I was like, I'm going to make tiramisu for everyone who's nice to me <laughs> because I really, really wanted to have one recipe that I was able to make. And to yeah. this day, I make it like I went to Thanksgiving to Friendsgiving and I made tiramisu. So that's my my recipe, my go-to. <laughs> do, you, do you buy the lady fingers or do you make them? No, I can't. I cannot make the lady fingers. I buy them, but you know what? I can't funny? make them either. They never come out. I don't understand. I, uh, yeah, I mean, but what's really funny is that in Italy, there are two schools of thought. One is you use the lady fingers and the other one is you use like these other cookies that are more like shortbread kind of like these other cookies. Yes. And I am of the lady finger school of thought, but there are a lot of uh, Italians who would be like, no, this other brand is better. And uh, it's a fight. It Everything is a fight in Italy. You know? Well, yes, I knew that. <laughs> you know yeah. how we are. I do. Yes, I do know. <laughs> So what is your go-to karaoke song? Ah, oh my God. It would have to be something by Taylor Swift because, you know, Taylor. Uh, but um, I, I, I don't, I'm not a very good singer. That's okay. Um, that's not the point. <laughs> that is right, never that the is point. A, I feel like it would probably be Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift. Oh, good one. Uh, right. And uh, it's, it's a very emotional, intense uh, song. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I was in the car the other day and I am guessing that the person who was in the car next to me also had Sirius XM on the exact same channel. I look over and we are both belting anti-hero, like dead <laughs> on having a simultaneously simultaneous concert at the red light. And I was at the, yeah. I was one on one part, I was deeply thrilled. And on the other hand, I was like, this is the most embarrassing thing that will happen. To no, today. no, no, this is the best moment of your life. You are in communion with the universe. Yes. And we're all singing Amazing. the same song at the red light. I was, and, and if you think about it, like Sirius is literally hundreds of channels. And this person and I are both rocking out to this one song at the same time. I love this for you. Yes. I love it. It's, the, it's, it's a, the alternative to Taylor's concerts. Yes. No one can go to Taylor's yeah, concerts. Yeah, I, I don't like crowds or loudness, so I was never going to be in that ticket line. But yeah, I, that was my concert. It's exactly. You got it. <laughs> so what food do you crave the most? It's it's chocolate. Like yes. I, I just uh, everything with chocolate. My my favorite kind of chocolate is uh, Kinder chocolate, which you guys don't have a whole lot here in the US. I am familiar uh, with the Kinder. It's very sweet. It's so good. But it's, it's a milk so chocolate, good. right? It's milk, and then inside it has that like uh, white thing that they yeah. say it's milk. Uh, they, they sell it to you in Italy. They sell it to you as a healthy thing. You're basically <laughs> drinking. Like drinking a glass of milk. That's how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> so. My chocolate candy bar is, is healthy. <laughs> I love this. This is great. 
We uh, in Italy also we think that Nutella is a good food to have, like a healthy food to have for breakfast of because course. it gives you a lot of energy. And I am going to fight whoever says that this is not correct because I have seen many Nutella commercials and I have been fully indoctrinated. Um so yeah. Um and uh, uh so yeah, definitely chocolate. Um chocolate. <laughs> I, I think that's an excellent choice. We- I also just remember that I have not opened my advent calendar this morning while talking about this. And I'm so glad that when we get off, I'm going to be able to go get my advent calendar. Is it, is it chocolate? It is. Okay. I have three, actually. Well, I mean, so, it, you got to do it right. Yeah. I mean, two are presents, to be fair. So Fine, 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 fine. We make a homemade pizza on our grill sometimes. And we have started taking uh, a, a, a crust, just the crust grilling the crust then bring it in and put like get an offset spatula and just smear nutella on the hot pizza crust oh my god and then you drizzle um fruit or honey <gasps> or uh powdered sugar or if you're feeling really festive get some lucky charm cereal with the marshmallows sprinkle that on top and then that is um, our dessert pizza I am ready to move in. Okay, so come on over. Come I am on over. Really- I have teenagers. We'll have to make dinner. <laughs> I, if you, yes, perfect. Yeah, like I am. I am ready. I will make you tiramisu, and uh, you will make me that pizza. I love this that. Plan. Sounds amazing. It's so honestly. good. It is so good. And the thing about Nutella is that it gets everywhere. You can try to be careful. It's going to be on the back of your hand. It's going to be on your face. It's going to yes. be on my nose. Like it just gets everywhere. It's it's like sand. It gets yes, everywhere. It gets everywhere. <laughs> It's so true. It's uh, Nutella knows how to infiltrate herself in your life. Yes, it's a, it's a skill. It's a it's a Nutella, very Italian skill. Yeah, Nutella wants to be with you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last silly question: If you built a castle for yourself to live in, what would you name it? Oh, uh We've reached the I live in a named house phase of fame now. <laughs> of, of our career. Yes. <laughs> is most pleasing. Um, I would probably name it um, Cringeland. <laughs> and Cringeland. it would be the tackiest, uh, cringiest, weirdest place. And I would have so many cats. And uh, uh, Everyone would be invited to cringe with us. I <laughs> and, <yes>. love it. <laughs> I am, like Taylor Swift said, I am learning to live uh, alongside my cringe. Yes. So that is, uh, I am reclaiming my cringiness. I just picture if you had a castle called Cringeland, there would be one room that would be nothing but Nicolas Cage. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> and then there'd be another room that'd be nothing but Adam Driver without his shirt on. Oh my God. Nips like blasting. truly zero. Like there will be five Adam Driver rooms, please. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you have to cover all the different roles that he's played, right? Oh, yes. Yes. Perfect. You Look know, at you. Turtleneck glasses guy. I don't have you a shirt on You can come guy. help me decorate Cringeland. Sure. You are the, the official decorator. You have been named. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. <laughs> you, you can see what I have in my office. I have an old romance That's cover amazing. on my wall. I want like, I, did you, I don't know if you ever saw that like someone read did that or like a, a similar like uh body clinch cover as a as a Raylo poster like I written have by Ryan seen Johnson. It. 
stunning, stunning. It's gorgeous. The most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Fan art is so cool. Like when you see a piece of fan art that not only captures the characters, but actually captures the feeling. Yes. That blows my mind because I can't do that. I'm not a visual artist person. I know. And I'm like, I don't, I, how, how did you do that? That's amazing. I feel the same. Like I have so much respect for fan artists. Um, they, yeah, I, I know. I know. It's incredible, right? right? Yeah. Do you have fan art in your office? Have you got, you've gotten fan art for your books, so, right? Uh, we really, ju- yeah, a ton. And, uh, I actually have a pile of stuff that I am going to, uh, um, to hang up. Um, and, uh, I, I will actually also have weirdly fun art of other authors that I really love. Like someone made an alternative cover for, I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, Land of the Beautiful Dead by yeah. R. Lee Smith. Yeah. So it's one of my favorite books that I have ever read. And uh, someone uh, from my my fandom from the Rail of Fandom also loves that book. And she made an alternative cover because, and I say with the utmost love, the original cover is not like the prettiest thing ever. Um, and <laughs> it's, a, it's like one of those, what was the name of that test where they would show you an ink blot? And you have to say what's in the ink, a Rorschach test. Yes. Yeah. That's the, what the, the, the thing. And you know, it's, I think it's very much a, um, uh, stock photo. Like I, I don't think it, it's, it's For nice, sure. but it doesn't capture the beauty of the book at all. No. And I have that right there. Um, because I just moved, I haven't hung up anything, but I'm going to hang that up first. Uh, I cannot wait because that's how much I love that book. It's so oh, inspiring awesome. to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a fantastic alternative cover. And, I cannot wait. <laughs> so, if- and if anyone is interested, the, the artist who made it is uh, her name is After Blossom, and her name the um, After Blossom on Twitter, and her name is Kelly Chong. She's a this Malaysian uh, artist who is a genius. Uh, highly recommend. Go check her out. Ooh, I will. Oh, they have a store. Oh my god! They, yes. She's amazing. She is fantastic. And she has the best art. Like her heart is so emotional too. Highly recommend. Oh, it's gorgeous. I know. Oh my gosh. Oh, and they do owl crate versions. Oh like, yeah. They, that's incredible. And yeah. She has done a lot of covers uh, for, um, you know, authors, uh, like book covers. And she's gonna, I know she's going to do more too. So she's really fantastic. Incredible. I love it. Okay. So this is a big question. It goes back to what we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. If you could go back in time to when you were writing your first book or your first fanfic, what mm-hmm. would you tell yourself? Do you think back to, you know, back then, Allie, and think, wow, you had no idea. <laughs> you had no idea what was coming. I often think that like so many things went well for me to be able to, you know, end up eventually publishing my book and like Mm -hmm. having a a publishing deal and, you know, having an agent and having the amazing editor that I have. I think, especially because I was just writing for myself and for fun for so many years. Mm -hmm. I think I tell myself, uh, I I guess I I just would tell myself, uh, really try to enjoy this as much as you can um i I think part of it it's because now that i'm publishing there are a lot of things uh, that have to do with uh creating story like there is the writing part and that is difficult but it's not 
it's not by any means the hardest part of publishing. Like there are so many no. uh, kind of like collateral things uh, that happen um, and that are, are really, really difficult. And uh, those things weren't really there when I was writing fan fiction. And so I would just like, I, I would just be worried. Is my writing good enough? Am I, am I, I don't know. Am, am I the worst writer ever? Is this bad? And I wish I had had more fun in my fan fiction years and uh, like while writing wasn't didn't have all the expectations that come with publishing I wish I had taken advantage of that you know so I I guess that's kind of what I would tell myself just kind of be happy and and have fun you know that there's a lot of joy to be found in the doing of the thing in the Mm -hmm. actual writing and and yeah it when it becomes your job it can be hard to find the totally. aspect of play yeah in the creative process even though the creative yeah. process is, is partially play it can you could it's, it's really easy for me to lose sight of wait hold on this is fun this is really totally. fun and you you know you have many eyes on you once uh, um once uh you know you, you publish and that is a an absolute privilege like the ability to share your stories with several other people is fantastic but Absolutely. at the same time it comes with you know responsibilities and with like fear of failing uh, this opportunity that you've been uh, that you've been given so i i i think uh, I, I took, uh, I don't want to say I took fan fiction too seriously because fan fiction is not important, but I think I worried too much whether, you know, the thing that I was going to post was perfect or not. When yeah. at the time, maybe I should have just found like the joy of it, yeah. you know? And uh, that's something that, that I wish kind of going back, I did a little bit better. Yeah. So what books are you reading that you want to tell people about? I read recently Bear With Me Now, which is an adult rom-com by Katie Shepard. And it's the story of this guy who goes into, like, he has basically an anxiety attack, ends up, he's in treatment for that, and he ends up in a rehab uh, program in Montana. And uh, there he meets this, like, wilderness guide and who saves him from a bear attack. And um Basically, now, you know, he, he's immediately in love with her. Uh, I mean, she, that'll she, do it, right? She's fantastic and super kick-ass. Uh, but, like, there are some misunderstandings because she thinks that he is there for, um, like, alcohol um, addiction. And uh, she, she doesn't fully understand why he's there. And he's not really forthcoming about it. Right. So he ends up to, like, keep her close to him. He ends up hiring her as uh, his sober companion. Ah. Yeah. And uh, um, that's, you know, it, it, it's truly a comedy of errors, but it's also, it has, as someone who has very bad anxiety, it has a very, very good anxiety representation. Oh. And uh, I I truly enjoyed uh, reading it. Like I, I was like laughing, but also crying. It was a lot of emotions. It yeah. was beautiful. That's fabulous. <laughs> it's a I, very good book. I love good anxiety rep in books. Yeah. It makes me feel like I'm not as alone in my head with my anxiety oh my as I usually feel. I know. I know. I was actually like, I, I was reading uh, this book uh, by uh, Amanda Jayatissa, 
Uh, it's a thriller. It's called You're Invited. But the main character has this thing where like she looks for sign signs in the environment to tell her whether something is going well or not. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that that's that's me. Like yep. I, I, I was reading and I was like, that's me in peak anxiety. Wow, it's amazing. Like yeah. I, I, it's me. I'm not alone. No, <laughs> it's not just me. It was really fantastic to read because you feel less. Like you're the weirdo, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not the only brain that has these gremlins. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, We're my, all gremlins. <laughs> my anxiety is like a little gremlin on a hamster wheel. And then it just goes. And I'm like, look, could you just chill? And it's like 2.30 in the morning and something woke <laughs> me up. No, it is not going to chill. Yeah, it's, it's, yes. Not those th- 3 a.m., uh, I wake at 3 a.m., uh, must plan my future. Yes. Nights. Must are, solve are all the struggle. problems that are in front of me. Yeah. How did you like your invited? It was really good. I, yeah. I, have, you, have you read it? I have not. Okay. Well, I'm not going to spoil you the twist, uh, but I was. Uh, you know what, though? I don't know why I was so surprised. I mean, I was surprised by the twist. Yeah. But also, I also read the um, uh, My Sweet Girl by Amanda Giatista, which is also an amazing thriller and also that had one of those twists that I'm like no way that's not possible <laughs> and so I don't know I should have expected a similar twist for the second one and uh, I did I mean it's not a similar twist but like I should have expected to be shocked and I didn't and and I was like Amanda how dare you <laughs> do this to me every time it was fantastic I I highly recommend it if you're into thrillers uh, um it's uh, um, it's also like a very interesting book because it's narrated in several different ways. Like mm-hmm. you have uh, the point of view of the main character and then you have this like transcript of police interviews. You slowly get to know everyone who's involved in uh, in the um, in the story and you right. slowly like kind of you slowly peel back everything and you're like uh, you keep second guessing yourself and you're like wait I think this person did it no this other person did it no yeah. this other person did it it's it's very good um, fantastic I would say I love stories with really dishy family secrets oh yeah that, that this is okay you you want to read this one yeah. it's uh, it's uh, very dishy family secrets it's yeah, it's you know, it's a family wedding. So mm-hmm. you have the family, and then it, it's one of those things when you're like, well, only this person would have a motive to kill her, and then you're like, oh wait, everyone would have a motive to kill her. Yep. I just love family drama because when people because for me the thing that's always the most fascinating in a in, a, in any story in any genre is the distance between what a character is pretending to be and what they really are. And once you start to figure out how far apart those things are, when that falls, it's like really delicious. It's, it really is. Uh, yeah. I do. And it's such a good part of romance too. Like when, when you're like, oh, now I see you as you are. And yeah. the, the other person sees you as you are and loves you for and that. And likes which, you for that person. Instead of yeah. you, know, you needing to have a motive to kill somebody, you are loved and, <laughs> and fine. And you don't have to project this false image because this person sees you. That's one yes. of the things I love about fake dating. We're both pretending. So there's always that element of, but I'm also being my honest self here. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's my favorite. All right. So where can people find you if you wish to be found on the internet? Um, really these days I'm, I'm, I'm just on Instagram, uh, which is just my name, Ali Hazelwood. I have a website that I will at some point update. I promise <laughs> it's alihazelwood.com. 
I have a TikTok, but it's mostly about my cats. Uh, so, but yeah, if you, I have two very cute cats, so if you want to see TikToks of my cats, it's Ali well, Hazelwood. Well, why, why, why else would one be on TikTok except I mean, to look uh, at people's I, cats? That's what my FYP is. I literally have created it so that I can only see like cookie decorating TikToks and cats and dogs. That that is yeah. sometimes like I'll see a. a, a I don't know, like a chinchilla and it'll be like, a, oh, new, cute, nice. Okay. But that's it. <laughs> yeah. When the algorithm gives you cuteness, just keep it coming, right? Exactly. Just like it, like it yep, and watch yep, yep, the yep. entire video. So that's, that's how you tell the algorithm what I you want. I also love watching people clean things. It's so <laughs> cathartic. <laughs> uh, you know, my husband, like I showed it, I should, my husband is not on TikTok, but I showed him like a, this lady who was organizing her closet yeah. and he was like, can I see more of that? Yes, it's so <laughs> satisfying. Why is it so satisfying? I do not know, but I love watching people clean things. I subscribe to a subreddit of people posting before and after power washing pictures. And I'm like, this is just, this is just porn. This is porn. I'm looking at porn right now. Dirt porn. That's what I'm looking I at. I know. It's it's really good. It's I so know. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this interview. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. I had so much fun. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you to Allie for hanging out with me. If you would like to find any of the books we talked about, they are in the show notes at smartbitchestrashybooks.com slash podcast. A small note of housekeeping. The HarperCollins union strike is still going on for almost two months now. And HarperCollins has refused to negotiate with the union. And as I announced on the site, we are now flagging when we would have recommended a HarperCollins title, but did not so as not to cross the picket line. For this podcast, there was one HarperCollins title coming out in 2023 that I edited out of the dialogue. We support the HarperCollins union wholeheartedly and want them to be paid a fair wage. And we want HarperCollins to go to the negotiating table now. As always, I end with a terrible joke. And this joke is from Ray in the Discord. Thank you, Ray. This joke made me really happy. <laughs> Why are Christmas trees so bad at knitting? Why are Christmas trees so bad at knitting? Because they constantly drop their needles. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you a funny story from my old job. You know, a little extra bonus. My last full-time job, I was an executive assistant. And among the executives that I was um, supporting was an older gentleman who decided that he was going to write his memoirs, but he was going to write them by hand. And then he was going to hand me the notebook to make copies of those pages. And then I was supposed to transcribe them. Obviously, the overlap between professional and personal responsibilities was a little bit blurry at this place. So I would take his notebook and I would put it on the copy machine and I would make copies 300, 350 times the size of the actual writing because his handwriting was not easy to read. But it was actually a really interesting beginning to the memoir. Um, he and his family had emigrated here in the 30s. They had escaped the Holocaust. And one of the stories that he told, I still think about, he used to ride around in New York on a bike with his friends. And as people put their Christmas trees out on the curb, because they were so dry, they would flick matches on them and light them on fire. And so you would see these massive bonfires. And you know that dry Christmas trees burn very quickly. These massive bonfires on the side of the road, one after the other after the other. And so now every time I see a Christmas tree by the side of the road, I think about him as a very small boy lighting them on fire in the, in the 40s in New York City. I imagine his neighbors were not fans of this habit. <laughs> so there, a little trip down my professional memory lane. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We wish you the very best of reading and we'll see you back here next week. 
Smart Podcast Trashy Books is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcast. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.